Where shall we start? Questions or? Yeah. All right. Well, I don't know. I, I not not too many, but I, uh-huh. I, uh, um, you know, I was actually just wondering, just as maybe we could just start. Something I've been wanting to ask you for a while is just about sort of, um, how you sense energy, I guess, or or I, I sort of, or how you experience it. Uh, for me, the the technique really, or the ability really started more through martial arts, uh-huh. okay? And so I think that it just, or at least that kind of discipline, and then, because I didn't start meditating originally until much later, you just start to become more sensitive and more aware, mm-hmm. okay? And yes, uh, you'll start to recognize, wow, I can sense energy further and further away from me, okay? Uh, I worked with under a Chico master, okay, and he would like to demonstrate, he used to like to do this demonstration of the fact that in Chinese it's called fa, to send the energy, okay? So what he would do is he'd line us up and he'd always put me at the very end, way out there, right? And what he would do is, he, so we had our backs to him, he would point to a place in his body to indicate to the audience that that's where he was going to send the chi, okay? And it was our job to point to where we felt it. Yeah. Okay. Well, the reason he would send me the furthest out is because he knew that I was the most sensitive. Okay. And so, yeah, it's just an ability that just starts increasing and increasing. Okay. As you learn to quiet down. Mm-hmm. Okay. In a sense, I'll develop this a little further as more of a topic in a moment, but. The answer to the question is, the more you meditate, the more quiet you're becoming, therefore the more sensitive you are to that which is around you. Mm-hmm. Because at the same time, your aura is expanding. Okay, So it's like you're picking up the energy earlier and earlier. Well, you can imagine how useful it would be in martial arts. Yeah. Okay? So it's a very practical thing to develop. Right. Okay? But I'll, I'll talk about that at, it as an aspect of a bigger topic. Okay. Okay. Good. Okay. Any other question? Um, well, re- related to that, uh, I just the reason I was thinking about it was last night I was reading about um, this is more of a comment I guess. Here, <laughs> uh, I was reading about migratory birds, mm-hmm. and um, they couldn't figure out for years how you know how they're doing it. But it turns out that they have in their beaks they have um, magnetite and in their eyes in the back of their eyes they have uh, some sort of chrome chroma luminous or something like that and and those two things tell them uh, direction towards the pole away from the pole mm-hmm. and it sort of aligns them with the magnet and actually they can they see it mm-hmm. they actually see the theory is that that it's sort of like a bright spot where north is magnetic north is um, and then they've discovered that humans actually have trace elements of both of these things. Exactly. And I was really, I went to bed thinking about, wow, that's, there's, that's, there's something there. And I wondered if you had anything yes. to be you know, comment about that. Um, one of the first jobs I had relative to the academic world was this man who was an expert on the detection of, radioactive energy by biological units, okay? And he was trying, he knew it was in the brain, that the receptors were in the brain, okay? 
and he was trying to isolate where in the brain, okay? And it seemed that it was sort of a general ability to receive it, to detect it, not like there was a center for it, okay? Now, what we're finding out more and more is that, for instance, let's put it this way, thousands of years ago, people were more psychic, mm -hmm. but not more spiritual or intuitive, okay? Now, as Virgil developed, the reliance on Virgil became so dominant that we stopped exercising those abilities, so they sort of fell by the wayside. Mm -hmm. Now, there has been a resurgent in you know psychic abilities, uh, confused by being spiritual, by the way, but mm -hmm. nonetheless, okay? So we're, we're finding more and more people that have those abilities, but everyone has had them, okay? So if you think about it like this, Annabelle is the part of us that would be related to psychic abilities. Virgil is the part of us that would be related to the intellect, introspection, all of those kinds of mental processes. And Beatrice is the part of us that starts to move us into the spiritual realm, right? But when I say we confuse instincts with intuition, we confuse psychism with spirituality. Because both seems to be so different from the intellect that unless you're paying attention, it's got to be better. Okay? Being psychic has to be better. But it's not true. It's just an ability that everybody has. But we don't exercise those abilities. Mm -hmm. Okay? Life, say, 5,000, 7,000 years ago, didn't require the mental abilities that we have now. Okay? You just had to know where the tiger was and don't go over there, right? You, you had to know whether this plant was poisonous or not. I mean, you see, that's what you needed to know. Right. So these abilities were developed, and so people were very good at it, right? But again, as the intellect took over, then we just stopped practicing that, and we started mastering these other abilities, you know, how to use Virgil. And so again, we, we didn't study those anymore, okay? But no, everybody has all the chakras, okay? Mm -hmm. And so if we learn to pay attention, then you're going to see, wow, yeah, they're there. I just don't rely on them. Now, on the other hand, the higher the consciousness, that's the one you want to rely on because it's more inclusive. It will include the information that you would have had had you used one of the lower ones individually. Okay. That's why each one, then, you're hoping that that one starts to, to lead life. Okay? So, yeah, everybody has these abilities. Okay? Mm -hmm. Good. Any other questions? Um, well, I remember once I came with Nina, and you, and you said, well, there's like a, you could sort of sense an energy between us or from us or something. I didn't, I, I thought, I meant to ask you at the time what you meant by that or what you were referring okay. to. Okay, so now watch. Uh, again, when I say, start out by making it simple, okay? You're familiar with the idea of auras, obviously, right? Mm -hmm. And you know that auras are pictured, or you can take a picture and you see colors, okay? The color of the aura is a result of the activity the person frequently is involved in, okay? So if you're looking at a picture of an aura and there's a lot of yellow, then you know that the person uses 
Virgil a lot, the intellect a lot. Okay? If you're looking at the aura and there's a lot of green, okay? you say, wow, well, this person is into healing, uh, into spiritual things. If there's a lot of red, then you know this person is very emotional. Okay? So again, when you're interacting with a person, you sense the energy, you see the energy, because it's there, but it's a matter of becoming sensitive. So a little while ago I said, well, we don't practice getting in touch with energy, okay? But in the practices of Qigong, one of them, for instance, would, you would get blindfolded, you put your hand like this, okay? And they'd bring an object and put it under your hand, and then you try to identify it, mm -hmm. okay? Because in a sense, then, everything emits its, in, its own chi. It's actually universal chi being trans, uh, transformed by the mechanism that's housing it, okay? So when you're dealing with a couple, you, you can see the interaction, both see, like those birds, and or you can sense the energy, okay? Whether it's compatible or how, how close it is to their body, okay, how far they're willing to, to extend their aura, okay? Mm -hmm. So you get to sense it, feel it, you get to see it, okay? And so a lot of times you can imagine how valuable it is in terms of of helping, say, healing somebody, because uh, you can just run your hand over their body and, and know where the problem is. Mm -hmm. Or you'll see the color and you say, oh, well, this is the problem. And one of the benefits of that is obviously that the problem sometimes is not where the symptom is. Okay? See, the symptom is being, the symptom could be somewhere else, but over here is really where the problem is. So if you don't get rid of this, the symptom will still be there. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it's really very practical. Yeah? So the uh, wait, I sometimes see an acupuncturist and um, and uh, I've done a little reading about acupuncture and they talk about a lot of physical ailments being blockages of energy flow in the body, um, and. Uh, Looking for guidance. So. Yeah. Because gathering energy is really a function of Annabelle. Okay? So Annabelle is the one that gathers energy. Okay? So sometimes it's good to... Right, we're we're going to give you a, a, a series of exercises to, first of all, make you in general sensitive. Okay? And then we're going to tie it up to that specifically. Okay? Mm -hmm. So, I want you to stand up, okay? Just, so be comfortable, okay? So you're gonna be comfortable. And then you're gonna use intention, okay? Chi follows intention, okay? So your intention is, on the inhalation, you're gonna put your tongue up, I think we talked about it at the, at the retreat, right? And you're gonna gather chi in the palm of your hands, okay? So, this just starts tingling. On the exhalation, imagine you have a ball of chi up there. On the exhalation, bring it down to the first chakra. And you should feel the tingling. Mm -hmm. Okay? That's how you're going to sensitize. Now, see, as soon as I think about it, my whole body starts tingling because I've done it so long, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so you're going to start like that. 
and then you're going to do it to the second chakra, and you're going to sensitize all of them. Okay? All right. Now, here's the thing. This is where the, the other part, you see, you're intuitively going in the right direction. Chi can be flavored. That's why you know it's a carrot, or you know it's an apple, whatever they put underneath, right? Because the, though it's universal chi, it gets flavored by the container. Mm-hmm. When you get the chi, and then you flavor it with love, and then put it there. That's the flavor you're putting in. These techniques are always about getting to the point that you have confidence right. in it. Right. Okay? You remove the mystery, if you wish. Start another way. Okay? Of the chakras, the first and second chakra, see, just speaking to you, okay, I, I just feel them. Because okay? she follows intention. So as soon as you think about it, if you have practice, right? Okay. The first and second chakra are the most sensitive of all of them, okay? Two chi. So that's why we start out bringing it to the first chakra. See, so you're gathering the chi and you make a ball of chi and then you're going to bring it to the first chakra, okay? By the way, if you've ever observed movies, particularly the older ones, when martial artists were getting ready to have a battle, did you ever watch that uh, series Kung Fu? Yeah. Okay, you watch it. One of the things you you would notice is they'll go like this. Because they're trying to see where their chi is. Okay? So all the stuff that they're doing is really to ascertain where their chi is by sensing it. Because if it's too close to their body, they're at a disadvantage. Mm -hmm. Okay? And that's why they're doing these kinds of things, to, to see where it is. Okay? All right, so now... The hands are the most sensitive to chi. That's why you're going to always you always start out with the hands because they seem to be the most sensitive of the chakras, the first and second. But in the body itself, the next most sensitive is your face. Okay, you're sensitizing that area because it's the next most sensitive. The third most sensitive is the bottom of your feet. Okay, so you're going to you know gather the chi. Yeah. And Bring it to the bottom of your feet, okay? Now, as you do that, then the other things you're doing get facilitated. So, hands, face, bottom of the feet, okay? And, and what that just sort of helps the circulation of it or something? Well, see, the, the hands and the feet are holograms of the whole body. The eyes are a hologram of the whole body. So, when you're doing these exercises, you're actually activating the whole body. Okay? So eventually, when you're going to do your exercise that you were describing, mm-hmm. you're going to see that it just flows all over the place. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, yeah, that's why. Because, again, think about it. Thousands of years ago, we didn't wear shoes. Mm-hmm. So what you were going to step on was going to be very important. Mm-hmm. Okay? You had to so, pay attention. Yeah, okay? So it, it was a good way of protecting yourself, okay? Mm-hmm. By being sensitive to things... So you might step on something that's green, that's poisonous. If you didn't sense the negative energy of it or the incompatibility, you would certainly step on it, and that would be the end of you, right? So that's why I think the bottom are so sensitive. The hands, again, because we use them to eat, and ultimately the face, the eyes, because we ascertain, we assess the environment, okay? Mm -hmm. So start making those parts sensitive, first and second chakra, 
and then you're going to find out that it'll just as soon as you start, the whole body will respond because they'll just send it through the meridians, as they call them. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's how you start to become more and more sensitive to the energy. So notice that you come to recognize. So energy does want to move. You know, like when we hold, right, and at the circle, and I say, yeah. well, don't lock anywhere because wherever you lock, you block, you block the energy, right? Uh -huh. So if you're not holding anywhere, particularly the joints, the energy just wants to move and wave. Yeah. So acupuncture is 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 trying to release the energy so it goes back to its natural rhythm for you. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, and again, sometimes it's by stimulating a blocked area. Sometimes it's by quieting an area that's gotten too dominant. Okay, But the end result is to release the energy to start flowing on its own, to have its own rhythm relative to you and what's going on in your environment. So I think about my calf, for example, and I, I have doctors in my family, and you know they would laugh at the conversation we're having now. And they just say, well, you know, your calf, well, you just, you need to just, it's, it's, you know, there's a lack of, you know, there's too much lactic acid, and that's why you're feeling that, or whatever, some scientific explanation. And then I think, well, I do this meditation, and I spend all this time sort of sending love and chi and thinking about it, and, 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 and like my leg has a message for me to, um, you know, about my life, and there's, past live memories and yes, there's like yeah. all this stuff tied up in my calf yes you know like i think i got a you know a, a you know huge injury there some past thing i don't know right. and, and it, it right. and there's a message that's then i take away and if i listen to the message then it'll heal yes and so i'm just trying to exactly. reconcile those two things well, maybe they aren't reconcilable no they are <laughs> they, they they are i, I always say it like this if you don't have the experience, how can you include it in part of your discussion? Mm -hmm. Okay? If you've never followed a raw diet, how can we have a discussion of its benefits or lack of benefits? Right? You have nothing to offer unless you've read. I mean, then you, you're going to talk about what you've read rather than, oh, yeah, you know, when I did this, this is how I felt. Or, yeah, you know, that, that, that didn't work for me. You know, I, mm -hmm. I, I need to do, do this in conjunction with that. Okay? All right. So... The medical profession in the Western world doesn't train the practitioner to be in touch with energy. And so consequently, their explanations have to be very narrow. Mm -hmm. Okay? So then you start looking at other disciplines and you say, well, wait a minute. But look at what happens over here. Now, for instance, whether it's Heller work or, or uh, uh, Rolfing, I don't know if you're familiar with those disciplines. They're basically, to summarize, very deep tissue massage. Mm -hmm. I guess one could almost say it's sort of like acupressure. Okay, Here's how it relates. As they're working in an area, they'll tell you, don't be surprised if a specific emotion comes up. Don't be surprised if a memory, a picture. Okay, Because your body records all your past experiences. Mm -hmm. Now, what's interesting is, well, wait a minute. This body was never bitten by a tiger. I mean, just so why am I feeling and, and, and have this excruciating right. pain? If this body, yeah, but your soul has the memory. 
right? And as it infuses itself with the body, it records the experiences in this body, mm -hmm. okay? So yes, when you recognize it, and you put it in a well or whatever it is you're going to do to release it or just, again, send it love, right? Then it lets go, mm -hmm. okay? Now, we are not saying that if that tension is there, we're not saying that it's not likely to build up lactic acid. We're not saying that at all, okay? We're saying that, okay, take some calcium, magnesium, massage it, it'll relieve it, but it won't cure it. Because mm -hmm. the memory hasn't been discharged, mm -hmm. so in a little while you're gonna have the problem again, mm -hmm. okay? Let go of the memory, and you find out, wow, you know, I haven't had to take calcium, magnesium for a long period of time, mm -hmm. okay? So, and by the way, it even gets to the point that someday you'll say, wow, this isn't my injury, it's my dad's. I've picked up some of his karma. Well, I'm going to let go of this. Mm -hmm. And your dad says, so, you know, I went to the doctor and he gave me this medicine and my legs feel so much better, you know, with this new medicine. You go, yeah, okay. That's good. Okay. Because if he's not ready, he's going to accept that as the explanation. Because everything works together. Okay? We, yeah. we never compartmentalize. Okay, Everything is interrelated and interdependent. Your diet affects the way you think. The way you think affects your digestive system. I mean, you know, mm -hmm. everything is related. Okay? okay, It is true that sometimes one aspect of us, the physical body, is the main culprit. This lady was going through, you know, medical professions, professionals because, uh, you know, he, she was having ear problems and they thought, well, you know, it looks like a particular illness that's going to require uh, surgery. So through a friend, she heard about me and she said, you know, uh, my friend asked me, you know, would you be willing to consult with me? And I said, well, what, what's the problem? I said, you know, you always want to start out with the simplest thing. Get a chiropractic adjustment. Number two, get rid of bread and dairy. Call me in 10 days. 10 days, no problem. Her atlas was out of whack. Yeah. So you always start out with the simplest thing, okay? Mm -hmm. And if there's a problem in the body, well, Whatever you do that's not directly related to the body is going to take longer, unless you're very powerful. Once you get to a certain degree, that energy like you or like Christ, boom, that's gone, right? But for the average person, they're not there, right? So you start out with, mm -hmm. okay, let's deal with the body first, okay? Is it in alignment? How's your diet? Right? Then we move to the next level. Emotions, right? Then we move to the next level. Thoughts, and then we move to the next level. That's what you do with the average person. Obviously, if you're now dealing with somebody that's a lot more developed, you can just say, no, let's uh, let's start from the top down, mm -hmm. okay? Again, <clears throat> think of the miracles that we associate with Jesus. Was there ever a diagnosis with MRIs? Was there ever prescriptions, okay? I mean, <laughs> what are the, kind of like summarizes the whole process is that man with advanced stages of leprosy who walks up to him, right? And everybody disperses, right? Because first of all, 
in the Mosaic law, you're not supposed to be around anybody that's uncleansed. And apparently this man had an advanced case because the, the, the flesh was rotting. Okay? And the man walks up to Jesus and said, if you will, you can heal me. He says, I will. He touches him. He says, be ye cleansed. The leprosy went away. Okay? The point is to say, well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Okay. How do you do it? Well, when you recognize, when you recognize that that level of consciousness that he was in touch with has this tremendous power. And that the archetype of the healthy body is never lost. Illness is superimposed on the healthy archetype. So not only did he have the power, he knew how to get in touch. In, in metaphysical terms, we'd say he knew how to get in touch with the causal body, which is where the healthy archetype of the body is, the design, and then he would activate it, would trickle to the physical body. Okay? All right. So when I say that every level of consciousness has power. Excuse me. Now, if Virgil, the third chakra, didn't have greater power than the second, people, humans, could never train, dominate an elephant, a horse, a tiger. They're a heck of a lot stronger than we are, a bear. But that power of Virgil can direct the animal kingdom. Beatrice has greater power, right? So when Beatrice starts to have an effect on our life, the first stages of it is things sort of start working out for us. Because mm -hmm. it has a greater power. And a lot of times the reason it works out is it keeps us from making the wrong choices. Okay? So again, every level has a degree of power. Okay? Again, we can put these two things together in a bigger picture, but if you have specific questions, we'll deal with those first, and then we'll, we'll deal with a broader topic. Okay. Yeah, I want to come to that. Let me do one more. Uh -huh. um, so the... the you know, this conversation you know, I have with my foot or my calf, um, is is there really, do you think there's a message that a, body, a piece of your body can convey to you or what? what oh, what, definitely. And, and by the way, how since, seriously should I take I'm it? I'm sorry? How seriously should I take it? Very. Since it's in the right leg, it's warning you about a future problem. Yeah, that's what it's telling me. It's yeah. like you got to, it's like it's, exactly. it's avoiding, it, it knows something's going to happen. So yes. You got to get ready yes. to avoid death, basically. There you go. See? Again, when I say it's easier to avoid a problem than to solve it. Okay? And so it's saying, slow down, Zip. Okay? Because otherwise you won't prepare yourself for what needs to be done. Or you won't see the, you won't see the, clues that are are before you so that you can avoid the problem mm. okay all right let's why is the right leg of this the right leg is always symbolized as the future okay and the left leg or the left side of the body represents the past mm. okay it's just the dominance of the nervous system mm. okay 
Now, <clears throat> watch. You know, when I said in the passive that people have experiences and often they don't know anyone else who's had a similar experience, so they try to explain it in their own way, right? Because they, they can't say, oh, hey, this is what so-and-so was talking yeah. about, okay? Yeah. For instance, Ball's ex says, after a series of experiences, I'm a specialist, and Jesus was a specialist. See, he's saying, my experiences, I recognize to be like the experiences that Jesus had, okay? All right. So your children, on Friday I go to with this family who, who are grandparents, and they have a little granddaughter, several, but the, this particular one, little Stella, is a little over a year, okay? And it's interesting to see her starting to uh, have the ability to speak. Okay. Speech is an ability. Okay. And if we compare your boys to this little girl, I mean, she's a little better than a dog, but uh, can't communicate much, right? And boys are quite verbal. So it's an ability that they're mastering. Okay. St. Paul recognized an ability. Okay. He wasn't a yogi. He didn't have that as a background, as a frame. Okay? He wasn't a meditator. So he said, hey, you know, there's this ability. And you know I know who had this ability? Jesus. Jesus had this ability. So he decided to call this ability Christ. And he decided to call it Christ because it was bestowed upon him, was his understanding. That Jesus, that this ability had been bestowed upon him by God. And so he referred to this ability as Christ. And since it's a level of consciousness, right? again, he didn't understand that, right? He recognized that this ability, A, had the power to know the future, heal, be cleansed, right? Do anything that Qigong master could do. Right? But he felt, his understanding was that this ability had been bestowed upon him. And since it had been bestowed upon Jesus, he had also been given the authority to bestow it. Okay. So he said, all Christians have been bestowed by this, with this ability. But they're like babes. So let's see it as a developmental thing. Okay. So here's little Stella, right? So uh, I, I go to this, like I said, the grandparents, and sometimes they'll let uh, one of their children, or in this case, their son-in-law, who's the father of little Stella, uh, have some time, so we, we get to talk. Okay? So I said to the father, you think little Stella has word recognition, association, understanding of a hundred words? He said, no, I don't think so. I said, but it's just a matter of time, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Understandably, both of them, he and his wife, are college graduates, so of course, you know, they have good vocabulary, so the probability this little girl will have a hundred word recognition uh, isn't that outlandish, okay? 
she has a cousin that's seven who has a much larger vocabulary. Yeah, another cousin that's 12 who has a larger vocabulary. So let's use that kind of a developmental idea, okay? So Paul would say, the vast majority of Christians are like little Stella. They're babes in Christ. So that this ability often doesn't seem to be there. And when it's there at the level of, let's just say this little girl has 20 word recognition, okay? We don't recognize it. We don't recognize this ability working for us, okay? So let's use a developmental model, which by the way, we don't see it in the literature because uh, again, psychologists and psychiatrists not having had the experience like Paul, have never bothered to study people who have it or seen it as a developmental process. Okay? But it's really no different. This ability I'm talking about, okay, it's no different than the ability of language. You're going to get better and better, okay? And everything you've brought up actually relates to it, okay? So how do we start to see evidence of disability in a person's life? Like I said, sometimes it happens we're not paying attention. It really starts to show itself that by making things work out for us, we call them coincidence okay? or lucky, fortune. But no, it's disability working things out for us. Okay? As disability starts to mature, so now you've gone from being literally a babe right, an infant, to a toddler, right, and that's when you say, wow, you know, I, I'm, I'm very, I'm a very inspired kind of person. It's, it's amazing how often I, I get an inspiration. See, inspiration is, again, a more mature level of this ability in your life. Inspiration. And again, we warn the person not to confuse the abilities of Annabelle with these abilities because initially they're very similar. Instinctively, I may be led away from that place to find out that that was a good idea, I didn't go down there. But when this ability has more mature, when it's more mature, You'll see why you shouldn't go that way. Mm -hmm. Okay? All right. As it matures, the next level is what usually we call this ability, okay, the whole realm of it, intuition. But for most people, that intuition really is just still inspiration. Intuition should look, literally, that should look like this. So I may have asked you before, I don't remember what your answer was. Did you ever see the film The Last Samurai with Tom Cruise? Yes. Good. Remember when he's learning to work with the sword and he gets to the point that he sees the whole sequence? Mm -hmm. Remember when he's getting attacked before he gets attacked in Tokyo, right? And he sees the whole sequence? Mm -hmm. That's intuition. Mm -hmm. Remember a moment ago I said, Instinct tells you not to go that way. Mm -hmm. Intuition shows you why you shouldn't. Mm -hmm. Okay? All right. So intuition is this ability 
Christ mature enough that it lets you see the future. Mm -hmm. Okay? As an example. Now, we'll tie it up with another idea. Have you ever read the book Blink? No. But I mean it's read it. I talked to her about it. Okay. I think the guy had the same kind of experience and he couldn't tie it up to anything so he came up with this word. Okay? Uh -huh. I think he's talking about the same thing. Uh -huh. Inspiration, intuition. But again... I don't think he's tied it up to any other thing, so he came up with that word, which is fine. Okay, But it, again, it just shows us that if we don't have a tradition, we don't see the experience as something that's already been done by many. Like showing you this, right? And tell you, well, yeah, you know, everybody that's really going to get very good at martial arts has to develop that ability, or they're not going to survive. Okay? If being a samurai is your profession, right? Okay? After intuition, if it really gets good, it's what we call prophesizing. So in a sense, this ability that we're talking about, if we don't use Paulian terms, is really the ability to know the future. We say it that way, Zeb, because we're working from down up. The Hindus would say to you, no, you're not seeing the future. It's already there. You're calling it the future because you don't see it there. So when you see it, you say, oh, so that's what's going to happen. But it was always there. You could have seen it any time when you were two years of age. You could have said, wow, you know, when I'm 24, this is going to happen. Because it was already there. Okay. So in a sense... It's the lower consciousnesses that get surprised. At the higher levels, there are no surprises because everything is already there. Okay? So, in a sense then, you're sort of developing in this Christ ability, Christ consciousness, however you want to say it, okay? Now again, Paul didn't tie it to any system because he wasn't involved with any system, but he just realized something and he said, Wow, this ability that I'm in touch with periodically is the same ability that Jesus Christ had. Since it was bestowed upon it, and he says he can bestow it, that's how I got it. Just like Balzac saying, I'm a specialist, just like Jesus. Okay? So, this development that you're going through, being more sensitive to energy, etc., it's the beginning of breaking out of the dominance of Virgil. Okay? Because for the average person, Virgil and Annabelle are so dominant that the ability to be in touch with this ability, the, the gap necessary to be aware of it, is so small, okay? That people will often say things like this. You know, I was inspired to do this, I didn't do it, and I found out I should have done it. I was inspired not to do it, and I went ahead and did it, and it didn't work out. I knew that wasn't going to work, and I still did it. See, their thinking or their feelings override disability. Why? Because it isn't developed enough yet in them to have confidence in it. When you have the confidence in it, you'll hear Virgil yakking at you and Annabelle giving you the feelings. You go, hey, quiet, quiet, quiet. We're not going to do that, okay? We're not going to do that. 
Well, I try to introduce it this way. I say to people, look, when there is a problem, an issue, a situation you want to deal with, ask yourself, what do I think about it? What are my emotions about it? Now you know it's not that ability. Don't do that. Or another way, okay? There's a situation. Ask your friends what's the best thing to do. Then don't do that. Hmm. See, that's, either way, you're going to save yourself from following lower levels of consciousness. So how do you best tap into that? Go to the light. That's how you best tap. Go to where? The light. To be the aware light. of the light. Okay. But now you want to take to the marketplace then. Okay. So you're going to start out with something like this. Okay. So what's the next appointment you have? This morning. Yeah. I have a call at 9:30. 9:30. What do you think about that call? Don't tell me. Just what do you think about that call? Right. Okay. How do you feel about that call? Don't do that. So what are you going to do? Wow! Go get to the light. And let's see where I'm at. Am I at the level that I am circumstances change, okay? And the call is canceled or whatever, okay? Something works out for me. Or you say, oh yeah, okay. On the surface, we're supposed to be talking about this, but that's not the issue. That's what we need to talk about. Or you see it. Oh, okay. This is where we need to go. This is where we need to avoid going to. It's a superior ability, Zeb. Just like this little girl. Already, even if she just has 20 words, is superior to the house pet. Okay. In that ability. Okay. Now, Leroy, the dog, okay. He's a mature dog. But relative to thinking and, and speech and, and introspection, she's already ahead. Okay? And only going to get better and better. So just use that analogy. Now, you're going to practice just like this, right? Just like you're going to start out like you doing this and you're going to get better and better. And I said a moment ago to you, I just have to think about it. If I want the T on the knee, I just have to think. But of course, that's training. That's how we get good at anything, Zeb. We train, okay? So we're saying to Zeb, all right, Zeb, we want to help train you to pay attention to a very interesting thing, that Christ always reveals the truth, and then it gets sort of shaded, covered up by Annabelle and Virgil. In the retreat, remember, I put the... Uh, Ray in front of me and said, okay, she represents the average person looking, right? And I'm going to be Christ and I'm looking too, okay? But I can see further than she can see. Well, that's a good analogy, okay? So I say to Zeb, so what's your next appointment? 9.30, okay? Christ says, no, 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 that's not the important one. Friday at 11, that's the important one. That's the one you ought to get ready for. I don't even know what's going to happen Friday at 11 o'clock. I don't even know right now. That's the one that's important. Now, maybe, Zeb, maybe, you know, it would be safe to say 
that through your work, your life already, your body's a sensitive body, okay? So that this new ability can use your body to talk to you, mm -hmm. okay? Some people are so numbed at that level that the body can't be used to help them, okay? So obviously, it looks like something in the future is coming and it's very important, okay? And yes, right now, at your level of development in that ability, Christ ability, is not yet giving you the information that's already there. But it's trying to get it through you, mm -hmm. okay? So it's saying, no, no, you got to slow down. Why? Well, let's go back again. Why slow down? Well, because you need to get the information in a blink. And if you're not paying attention, you're going to blink twice and scoop it up, it's gone. Okay? So slowing down, or as they say in the Orient, can you wait until the moment of action? Or are you so busy that there are no periods of waiting? So we roll one activity into another. We roll one conversation into another. Even though there's nobody there, okay? <laughs> We've got these conversations going. We just roll one conversation into another. We roll one set of feelings into another set. There's no gap. Okay? And so in the monasteries, martial arts, what are you taught? Make a movement and stop. Make the next movement and stop. See, they're trying to train you. See the beginning of something and see the end. Don't roll it into another thing. Okay? So you're having to learn two things in martial arts, Deb. The beginning, the duration, and the end, and then how to smoothly flow from one to the other. But always seeing that moment of change. That's why Tai Chi is very important. Okay? You have to recognize that moment of return. See, that moment of return is the stopping, okay? But if you haven't trained yourself, that's the blink, you see? You missed it, okay? So masters look very graceful and smooth, and students look pretty clumsy, okay? But what was the thing you were going to say before um, where it was like a broader topic? Ah, okay. Now, the broader topic then is think about it as you having that ability already and that since you already have it, your quest is how do you block it? See, you already have that ability. How do you block that ability? Because you're addicted, Zeb, to thinking and emoting. Uh -huh. Okay? The bigger topic is we need to get you to abstain from your addiction of thinking and feeling. So right now, no matter what topic I bring up, no matter what I say, you're going to automatically think and feel. 
Zeb, we've got to get to the point that I mention something and I say, what are you thinking, Zeb? And Zeb says what? Nothing. What are you emoting, Zeb? Nothing. Are you dead? No, no. There's this sensibility, this peaceful, blissful, loving sensibility. But I'm not emoting. No, I'm not thinking. Why aren't you thinking, Zeb? The moment of action isn't here. When I need to speak, then the moment will be there and I will speak. Because we never lose anything. We never lose anything. Well, the bigger topic is addiction. But every addiction, Zeb, can only be dealt with when the person notices it. Mm. And addictions are like an exaggerated habit that start to take over our life. And why would we say, and maybe it's not quite accurate with you, but if we take the average person, okay, sometimes we could see it better by looking at somebody. The average person is moved by their emotions. Whatever the emotion is, that's what they're going to do. Okay? If they're a little more evolved, whatever they think, conclude, is what they're going to do. Now, if you don't master this other ability, then this is great. How do you know you should invest in that? You're going to get the data, and you're going to list the pros and cons, and on the basis of the data, the risk, etc., you say yay or nay. But if you had this other ability, you'd hear about the deal and you'd go, no, yes. But Zeb, we haven't told you all the details. It's going to work. It's going to look like this. And pretty soon you're going to get to that level of confidence, right? That I'm trying to put words into what you're doing. And if you can see it, wow, so it's similar to my ability to speak. And I've gotten better and better, right? Mm -hmm. And you probably know foreign words. And, you know, geez, like little Stella is just struggling with little English words, right? Mm -hmm. Well, this is an ability, okay? And as it gets better and better, you'll recognize, wow, okay? And that's how you get in confidence, okay? Good. <laughs>